Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people discuss big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a wrestler with Oregon State University. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating, and he interns for his pastor. Here is Christian Robertson. Oh my gosh. Your day's ruined. My day's ruined. What's going on with your sleeve, man? What do you mean? I was putting acne medicine on my arm. I bet you were. Oh my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Christian Robertson. I'm joined by my co-host, comedian, wrestler, and aspiring rapper, Augustus Boyd. Yeah, I got a new record dropping, so you better watch out, it's hot. Does anybody, that, does anybody, that, I heard a couple guys were talking about the other day how uh, how somebody on the team during camp like challenged you to do a rap battle and they did not expect. Did that happen? That might have happened. I don't know. Yeah, it's I, that happens a lot sometimes where I get in that kind of situation and I'm like literally the widest guy that you've ever met. And I mean, you, even just hearing this, if you don't have to look at me, you're like, oh, that guy's white. OK, that guy's probably the whitest guy I've ever I've ever heard. And then <laughs> I come out and then I'm actually OK at freestyling. And, and they're like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> that is dude, that is so funny that. Uh, well, I feel like you intentionally put yourself in those situations sometimes like you just kind of go looking for it. It's like a guy that you got to. It's like it's like I'll do it. All right, all, all right. Do Don't no. twist my arm. You twist my arm. I'll go. I'll do it. It's like that guy that knows how to fight, but like is a little bit edgy. They're always finding themselves in fights. That's yeah. you, bro. Hey man, you know sometimes you just gotta lay it on. Do you remember? Uh, <laughs> do you remember when we were in L.A. in Hollywood? When? Oh yeah. <laughs> is that the worst you've ever been beat? So a little context: we go to uh, we're on Hollywood Boulevard. And Gus goes up to this guy who's like selling albums and stuff, and he's got a camera crew, and uh, and he challenges him to a rap battle. Well, first of all, you forgot to mention it wasn't my idea. You were like, "Hey, Gus, do it for the vlog. Do it for me. Go challenge that guy for to a rap battle." And I'm, you know, I'm like, "Okay, I'm in California, Hollywood Boulevard. Let's just go make a fool of myself. All right, I'll do it for my friend." And then don't blame this on there. me. And I basically become a martyr for your YouTube channel. <laughs> it never got posted either. That video accidentally got deleted. Oh, man. That is that's tough. That's real tough. Was that the worst you've ever been beat in a rap battle? Yeah, I think so. But I got to give myself credit because that guy is literally a professional rapper signed with King I think, Randy Jackson. Yeah, signed with Randy Jackson. Uh, that's, that's his name, right? Randy Jackson, the guy that was from American Idol. You know, I, I bumped into Randy Jackson one time at the mall, and uh, all I had was a samurai oh, sword. Oh, <laughs> and I'm not gonna, you're not going to not get Randy Jackson's autograph. Yeah, exactly. No, shout out to King Vibe. He destroyed Gus in a rap battle. That was, I honestly, I was like, Gus spit some pretty good bars. Like, that was good. And then he went off, and I was like, oh my, there's like levels to this thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I was like, okay, so... We go there. I'm like, I, I'm like, and I'm like, like I said, you know, context here. I'm the whitest guy you've ever seen. So I go up there with his posse and everybody, and there's a crowd around him. There's people around him, and, and I'm like, hey, do you want a rap battle? <laughs> and they just start busting out laughing, like, okay, you want a what? 
And I'm like, no, for real, let's, let's do it. He's like, okay, okay, white boy, you know, or something like that. I'm like, and, and they throw on a beat, like, it's like just freestyle. And I'm like, all right. And they ha- and as soon as he hands me the mic, I'm like, oh my gosh, the crowd's there. There, Bro, was, there like, was probably like, there was a like a, people. There was a lot of people there. There was a hundred. There was at least a hundred people just surrounding, like listening to the rap. Yeah, it was like a hundred people there. And that when that microphone in my hand, I was like, oh my gosh, now it's real. I can't back out. Well, oh the my best. Gosh. Well, it was funny because like so many people gathered like once you got the microphone. Like oh, that yeah. was that I was the thing because like people were stopped and like people were stopping like on the road and they're like. Let's see what this white boy's got. Yeah, people got. were in their cars that were driving that stopped on the road to, like, videotape. Like, yeah. oh, look at this white boy thinking crap. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to mess it up. And, you know, I didn't do that bad, honestly. I don't honestly, think so. I'm I, not too much more. I think he – no, you did good. Uh, I have uh, – gosh, I got to find that. Um, I, I, th- I think I have that video. I thought I did, but I don't know, man. I had so much video, and I was so unorganized. Back in those days. Back in those days, yeah. Bro, that's like, a, that's like a white men can't jump. Like, you could make your own movie. Like, white men can't rap. White men can't rap. <laughs> Just go out hustling on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> it's like, instead of Wesley Snipes, it'd be like Jamie Foxx or something like that. Uh-huh. That'd be cool. Oh, um, Well, shoot, man. Uh, can, we, uh, can we discuss your match, or is it... Uh, uh, I mean, we can. Uh, long story short, I choked. You know, it probably went about as bad as any match can go. You know, and uh, you know, not too happy about it. But hey, you know, I remember I was singing there afterwards. I was like, you know, it's only like a really a wrestler can understand this, and maybe like some other people can too. But I was just having the mentality. I was like, you know, I was like, man, you know, this sucks. You're not in a good place right now. This sucks. Like, like your body hurts, and you're not happy about what the outcome. You didn't get what you wanted. But guess what? Nobody cares. <laughs> I, was like, I tell myself that whenever I'm feeling down. I was like, nobody cares how sad you are and how down you are. And so get over it. Because, <laughs> oh, man. And that's, you know, that's the kind of mentality that, it keeps me going, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I care, man. I looked up the results. I, bro, I I probably shouldn't be joking. Well, I just found out my career is like done wrestling. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I thought I would be wrestling senior night, and I'm not. So, oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, man, that uh, that hurt to to hear. But is it um, because your your knee or no? Our guy needs like. It, it's like for seating purposes and stuff for mm. packs. I don't know, man. It it really it really hurt. I thought I was gonna be wrestling at least one more time. Um, yeah. So now I'm just I'm just kind of taking, you know, I'm like, well, I'm not really competing for anything, and so I'm just getting on the mat when I when I can, but really uh, trying to get my knee healed up because it just keeps getting worse, you know. Mm-hmm. So just been lifting and like during practice and stuff. But anyway. Um, no, I almost texted you, <laughs> you know, like, uh, in like Call of Duty, like the Modern Warfare games. Like going silent or something like no, that? No, 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 with the, with the, uh, <laughs> like when, when you fail the mission and, and the guy's like, mission failed, we'll get him next time. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I don't think I would have caught the references, it's been so long. Well, I was going to send you like, it. I was going to send you a meme. Oh, yes, Yeah. <laughs> Or like an audio file. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. It's like the British guy. That's, that's, 
that's a true friend that kicks like honestly this is not, that's such a bro thing it's like only real bros understand that like a true friend will kick you when you're down <laughs> absolutely as long as oh yeah it is like it's oh man i respect a well-timed joke i don't care how bad i'm down i respect that <laughs> remember that one time there was that one time when uh first of all the west story is the best but we'll tell that later. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, we'll tell that on a late. Maybe we'll bring Wes on one day and tell that story. But uh, uh, there was one time Gus was like, uh, he was he was studying with some girls, and I think a couple of them were really cute. I don't even know if I remember this. Maybe I will. Oh, it happens about it happens so much that you just I can't know. remember. Yeah. It's it's like ah, oh, my memory bank, man. There's just so many times where that's happened. I, so many anyway, girls just want to study with me. The one time that there was a cute girl in the same room as Gus. Remember I texted you you were studying. I was like, "Unit 91, come in 91. Unit oh, 91, yeah. come in 91. Are you out there? Do you need my assistance?" <laughs> oh, I don't even remember who I was with, but I just remember I remember that text though and I remember I was like I just died laughing. <laughs> they didn't get it. You didn't tell. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. That's, That's funny, man. I remember there was that one time. This is so funny. I'll never forget this. And it probably wasn't even that funny for you. But for me, it was just hysterical. It was me, Carlos Diaz, and Mishael were invited by the volleyball team to go play hide-and-seek because it was a junior college campus and there was literally nothing else to do. And and they just said, hey, don't, don't bring that Christian guy <laughs> Don't bring that guy named Christian. <laughs> and we're like, okay, fine. Yeah, we don't even know him. We, I don't even like that guy. He's weird. We, we, we won't even bring him. And then we're heading out the door of the dorms and on the floor. We see you and we don't even say anything. And we just start running away. And you're like, what's going on? What's happening? And you start chasing us through the dorms. And then you corner us. And oh, man, that was... That's that was that's good time right there. That's good quality. That's good content. That was, Are you happy? Are you happy with yourself? Bring yeah. Whatever you're left out and just feeling down about yourself, it just makes you feel good. Well, it's yeah. because I made a fool of myself to that girl, and I was like oh, super yeah. awkward, and they were probably like, "Don't bring that guy." Hey, hey, man, it's Hollywood. We've all made a fool of ourselves in front of a girl every now and then, right? Bro, oh man, that was. I, you know, I I literally forgot about that the next day. And there's certain things, like, you know, when they get brought up to you, you're like, oh, why did I do that? Why did I act like that? That's one mm-hmm. of them. And I appreciate you bringing that up to my memory bank. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had those moments where you just feel so dumb. I remember I was in a <clears> – <throat> I went to, like, some summer camp with my friend, and there was, like – Oh, no. Where's this story going? Yeah, so – and there was, like, some somewhere a dance night, and I remember I had some girl – to dance and she was like i asked her her name and she's like oh hannah or whatever and we danced for like i don't know 20 seconds then she was like all right i gotta go and then the next day i see her with some friends and, and she was like hey megan what's going on what are you doing <laughs> and we both look at each other like oh that's that's embarrassing wait so what you called her megan no her friend did that's so she gave me a fake name like she lied about her name <laughs> <laughs> oh dude you're you're oh dude that was like around middle school isn't middle school like the most awkward time of your entire life oh it's horrible it's the it's because there's kids that like i thought about this there's kids that are 
you know, not hit, yet hit puberty, have no testosterone or, you know, boys and girls, no puberty. And there's kids that have that are fully developed and just shaving already, getting five o'clock shadow oh, yeah. and all this, this and that. And it's like you mix all those together. There were so many fights in my middle school. It was it was like everyday thing. And I was like bored of them at, at that point. Really? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, I, there wasn't a lot of fights at my school. That was not like a thing that happened at all the time. Branson High School. Well, where'd you go to high school? You went to... Didn't you go well, to a so nice... Not, not my high school. It was my middle school that there was fights, like, every day. Huh. And, like I said, I think it's that, that, that weird, awkward stage where kids are starting to hit puberty and, you know, and there's kids that are not, and everyone's just super weird. Yeah. I think, I think anybody that's been to a public middle school knows what I'm talking about, you know? Just super awkward time. Yeah, well, I remember being in like sixth seventh grade or whatever and there was some kids that were like six feet tall already because they hit puberty like like some people stop growing when they're in seventh grade and it's like really yeah. it's like a really like 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 awkward like unfair like especially with like athletics like we had one guy on our football team in high school but he was like 300 pounds like six foot plus like his whole middle school career he was mm-hmm. like 6'5", 320 as a freshman in high school. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. He wasn't the world's like greatest football player or anything, but. But hey, he's 6'5", 300 pounds. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna start him as a freshman or an eighth grader. He did. Then... He did uh, end up starting at the end of the year as a freshman, which I was like, what? Like, yeah. What's happening? Like to me, that was like the most unheard of thing, and it was at the time. Like even if you started a sophomore at my high school, like it was very. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like it was. Yeah. Just because you don't get the exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. I remember playing football in middle school, and that was such a big deal. And it was so everyone did it. Everybody, everyone went out for the football team, and they and they they, they didn't have like tryouts, but they had like because no one was like not on the team, but they had they had A team, B team, and C team. And so A team was the superstars. B team was like, okay, you're not that bad. And then C team was like, you suck. You might as well have got kicked off the team, and you're a loser if you're on this team. <laughs> that's what they so, say. Yeah, that's what the, that's what the coach says. That's what the coach tells you, whatever. But <laughs> just so you know, and so they're they're call, they're like they're calling out everybody for A team, B team, and C team, and then I get put on C team <laughs> seventh grade. <laughs> And I remember my heart just like sank. I'm like, oh no, no! I remember I get once practice is over, I get back. My mom picks me up for practice, and my sister's there too. And I like, I just like go with the car. And I'm like crying. I'm like they put me on the C team. No, could you? No, no, never get to play. Could you? Could you work your way up? Um, it was I pretty, mean, pretty hard. Yeah, at, at, it was pretty I mean, there hard. There were some that guys point. that were, yeah, it was like really hard. And I just remember. You know, back then you like you cared so much what other people thought. Oh yeah, and that was like that was like social hierarchy too. You know, if you were on CT, it was like, oh man, you're you're done. No, like all the girls, they paid attention to to that stuff too. It's like, oh, he's on C team. Okay, yeah. Let's. You're not. I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna be paying attention to you. So I remember. Oh gosh, there was this teacher. First of all, this is like I did not like this teacher. He was one of my science teachers, and I won't say his name. Um, cause I don't want 800,000 people to blast him on Instagram or whatever, or pick on his kids. Um, but I remember one time, so I was on B team. I've, I've always been like a slow starter. Like my whole, like, I guess life has been like a, the epitome of like slow starting, like whether it's grades, sports, whatever. Yeah. You're still pretty slow. Like, like, like you know, 
school and mental functioning. But I'm sorry, continue. Sorry. I just went over 600 subscribers on my YouTube channel today. And hey. Were you, on, were, were you on MMA News or Bloody Elbow this week? We'll get into that later. I think, so. I think they put me on there. <laughs> I think I was weren't. the one getting beat up, but it's okay. <laughs> Simple Jack gets beat up in a parking lot. <laughs> hey, they can't see me, so they don't know. So anyway, we called our team red and black, and the black team was the B team, and the red team was the A team. And I was on black team in junior high. And I remember one of my teachers, and I know he did it on purpose because he was a jerk. He goes, uh, hey, Christian, like you guys got a game tonight? I'm like, yeah, we got a game. He's like, uh, red or black team? And I'm like, oh, I'm on the black team. So like, I can kind of hide it from the entire – this is in front of the entire class. He's like, is that, uh, is that A or B team? I never know. They always switch them. And I was like, I gave him a death stare. I was like, it's B team. Thanks. Oh, man. It was, Thanks. I was like, are you kidding me? What do you mean they always switch them? They don't switch them. That's a lie. You just want it all, everybody in this class. You just want to put you on blast in front of everybody. You just wanted to, like, I'm I'm like 12 years old, bro. Why are you picking on me? (laughs) What, you want to fight? Like, I don't have a lot of friends right now, and you're picking on me? Like, I got to deal with it with my classmates and my teacher? Come on, man. Yeah, I remember teachers would try to pick on me, too, but I deserved it because I was so mean to them in middle school and high school that I deserved everything I had coming to me. I was such a little I was a little rascal, you know, just, just not well suited for the classroom, you know, you gotta, you gotta, just a little rambunctious child. <coughs> yeah, that makes sense. It's horrible. You took yeah, a turn, though. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, I think it's... Uh, I like who I am now. Well, still got still got that look, that edge to me, you know, just in case I need to make a joke or two. That makes that makes one of us that likes who you are. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Man, I, hey, I'm with me, you know. I got I got God and Jesus, you know. That's okay. Hey, when are you going to be doing uh, your when's your comedy special coming out? When's that happening? Uh, I think it's April 14th. It's coming out on Netflix. This is what you should it. do. This is what you should do. You should do like a video, like, you know what you should do? You should move to Portland oh. and we'll document and we'll do like a comedy, like comedy special on YouTube. Comedy special on YouTube. But oh. your special is literally you at like an open mic night. <laughs> my special is just me just living my day to day life and just how embarrassing it is. There's sometimes, sometimes I just look at my life. And, you know, we all have that moment where you just look at life and like, dude, your life is a joke. <laughs> I had this moment the other day. You are one pathetic loser. And it was so, it was so bad. I had this moment where I locked myself out of my room, right? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, I don't have my key. I locked myself out of my room. And I'm not wearing any I clothes. <laughs> I, I had clothes on for Bro, that happened a couple times to some guys at NEO. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And they have to go downstairs and they're what? Uh, no, but I and then I go looking for the RA, no RA. I go looking like all I live on four floors, okay, and there's like six RAs. And I go, I'm looking for an RA, and like I knock on all the doors, and finally, the last one I go to, I knock on his door, and he's like, What's up, bro? It's like some intimidating looking guy. You know, like probably a guy that's just like way cooler than me that could be doing something way better with his time. And I'm like, hey man, you know, I just I just locked myself out of my room. And so we go all the way up on the other side of the dorm, 
and he unlocks it for me. I go and I'm like, thanks, man. And he's like, okay, uh, I'll just go back to my room. He goes back to his room, and literally, I'm not even in my room for like, like, I don't know, two minutes. And I go, I'm like, oh man, I got this trash. And I go and throw it out, and then I let the door close behind no! me. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even like it was just like you have that pause where you're like, your heart just sinks, just like, I am the dumbest person on the planet. <laughs> Right. And it's at that moment where you just accept defeat. I didn't even. I was so embarrassed. I didn't even go back to having to open my door again. I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna accept defeat. I'm gonna go outside. I'm just gonna sit on a park bench or something and just contemplate the rest of my life and see if, and see if I could even like get a regular job because my IQ must be around fifty. <laughs> Bro, you, at that point, you scramble what quarters you have together. You go find one of those newspaper dispensers and you just sleep outside man like oh, that is your blanket for the night and you're thinking oh my gosh like what am i gonna do <laughs> what you, am i gonna do like, this, got... it was like that was like that was the not the primary problem was not getting my room the primary problem was like what am i gonna do with the rest of my life <laughs> with how stupid i am <laughs> it didn't cross your mind to make sure you had your keys I don't know what it was. I must have been thinking about something else, man. I, you know, my mind wanders a little bit. I don't know if it's ADD or just an excuse. I don't know. It's Golly, you are get get one get like a um get like a little wristband and put your key on it. And you just hold your yeah, key I everywhere. <laughs> I should, yeah. Or, or one of those like lanyard necklaces, like one of those all the freshmen do. Yeah. You know? Or just, or just like, walk around with a bell around my neck to let people know that I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot's coming! <laughs> Watch out! You're so stupid. It's a, it's a tough time, man. It's, it ain't easy in this world when you're dumb. You know, it's a hard time. Oh it's my gosh! All those dumb folks out there. It's not easy, but hey, you know, I'm still alive at 23. Somehow, I managed. Well, so I noticed you're in your room. So how did you get back in? Uh, I I just waited for one of the RAs. I was a wrestler. And another, I was like, another RA. I, you're, I, like, you're like, yeah, Damn. I waited for another RA. I was like, hey, man, I locked myself out of my room a couple seconds ago. Definitely not the second time today. Just the first time. <laughs> well, I don't know why you would ask. I don't know why you would, yeah. I, I don't know why you, I didn't even ask. I are you, you insinuating that I locked myself out before? You bro, like, you wanna, why do you think I'm stupid, huh? You want to go, bro. The other guy comes out and he's like, did you lock yourself out again or what? He's like, <laughs> no. What do you mean again? That was my twin. Russ. <laughs> Russ. Speaking of Russ, oh my gosh. Russell. How about that guy, huh? I, I know for a fact none of our listeners will know who. Well, actually, that's not true. We got a lot of NEO listeners, but uh, so we don't need to talk about him. But yeah, how's he doing? Not, we don't need to talk about <laughs> Oh, he's good. I think he's about to move to Kansas and work in a factory with his brother. So he's just doing just great. <laughs> Bro, I wasn't going to... I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy that they're just going his way. I wasn't even going to laugh until you started laughing. Now I feel like a jerk because we're laughing about our friend. We're horrible people. But the thing is, people are... I don't know if like normal people understand this, but I guess I feel like anybody that's been on a college team or anything just knows that like roasting each other and kicking each other when you're down is just it's the only way to be. You know, it's just... When it's I, with... I 100% agree, and I sometimes, like, I don't really, it's like, I'll just give you an example. So sometimes it doesn't, like, register to me. That's not how other people process things. Oh, yeah. So I was in class with this girl, super cool, and her brother's on my team, 
And uh, we were in class for like two terms, so we got to become pretty good friends. And uh, I asked her brother like a couple months later, I was like, hey, how's how's she doing? And he's like, uh, oh, she moved back. Uh, she's like living with our parents right now. She's like mm-hmm. graduated college and stuff. And I was like, what a loser. So I text her <laughs> and I'm like, hey, hey, loser, heard you're living with your parents again. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> she's probably like, Okay, thanks, jerk. I was having a really bad day. <laughs> Bro, I, first of all, not one of my you finer. You probably made a girl cry. You probably made an innocent, uh, an innocent woman cry. First of all, not one of my finer moments. <laughs> she did not respond. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, apparently everybody doesn't joke like that. Oh no, dude, that's the, the worst. Buddy, the worst part is it was a girl too. Like I, I. That was almost over, that was over a, over a year ago. I feel like horrible, Kaylee. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now that we're, I feel like now that it's like there's constant roasting going on in your environment, it makes you, it turns you into a different kind of person. And then when you ever go out to normal people, you don't even know how to function. Like whenever I go back home, I talk to my mom or something. My mom's already sensitive, and she says something dumb like all moms do <laughs> you know she just says something to, and i say some sarcastic kind of backhanded comment she's like i don't know why you're so mean to me oh bro like, dude i i had to really like be in prayer and like have conversations with people when i first got out here because nobody could tell like if i was joking or not like people would yeah. say something to me like there'd be some banter back and forth and i would just uh-huh. kind of do my like oh yeah that's cool like you know like or whatever uh-huh. or like pick on pick on the the dumb kid like you know, but like people couldn't tell because like I put on such a good front, like people mm-hmm. couldn't tell I was joking, and and I had a a conversation with my buddy Quinn. And he was like, "Hey man, like people can't tell you're joking, so it, like it's awkward." <laughs> and you're a, dude, we don't know how to function in regular in normal society. Well, and he's like, he's like, and it's at Bible study, and you're the leader, so I don't know like why, <laughs> like why, why are you the meanest guy in the room? Seriously, it's like I I I, I thought. Everybody, and plus two people in Oregon, like they just don't understand. Like the culture is so sensitive. Yeah, I I bet I bet. Like you, I mean, yeah. So so that was something I had to like really like work on. I was like, oh, like people don't know. Like, oh, people have feelings. Okay, dang. Like I'm finally in a position to pick on other people instead of just being the butt of every joke. The butt of every joke. So, oh man, I can tell you some stories, America, I can tell you, or the world. I can tell you some stories about this guy just getting roasted. Oh well, look, look at me now, bro. Look at me now. Look at me now you got 600 followers on YouTube. I thought it was like 100,000, but 100, 106,000, right? Well, it's 500,000 on the podcast. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's different. The numbers. Hey, bro, I was on MMA News this week, so I don't want to hear it. Should we that's talk? awesome. I, I saw that and I was like, dude, way to go. Congratulations. That was like, a taste. It didn't blow up like I wanted it to. I woke up. I saw I had a dream that night. My buddy sent that to me and I had a dream. I was like, that I, that the video got like millions and millions of views and I had like a hundred grand in my bank account and I woke oh. up. All I could do was wake up disappointed. Oh my God. Like that was all I could do. I was like, "Oh, it's only at three thousand still. That sucks." Oh man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, how was uh, how was talking to Colby? I mean, I didn't listen to it because I just had anything better to do. But 
uh, how was it? No, was so it? so a little context for anybody listening. Um, I interviewed Colby Covington, and that dropped the uh, fifteenth. Uh, I think it dropped the fifteenth. And yeah, so go uh, watch it. Subscribe. Yeah, it. go. Uh, if you haven't yet, go over to my YouTube channel. It'll be on that. It'll be on this too. Um, make sure you go subscribe over there. But um, yeah, so no, that was good, man. He was cool. Um, he was cool as can be. He really like embraced me. It felt like I was talking to like a like an older brother or something like that. You know, like we had never cool. we had never talked before, but he was super cool, uh, super nice. I I had to tell him I was like, bro, like my platform is as a Christian, so I like I'm gonna have to put the big E for explicit on this one. But he was oh, like, yeah, it's cool. I mean, but that was the thing is like I enjoyed the conversation. I like I I like talking to him, and I agree with most of the stuff he says. I don't necessarily agree with how he says it. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. go about doing it that way, but <clears throat> he's a cool guy, man. I enjoyed it, and he broke uh, broke some news on my podcast about. Uh, so he had talked. So the story that broke, I don't know if I told you or you saw, but like he got food poisoning, um, like two days before the fight, and I guess was really sick and like got down on weight pretty easy. Um, but like he yeah, was like, food poisoning will do that to you. I know. I guess he was throwing up a bunch and stuff. And so I didn't even know that was the story. Like, I didn't even know that, like, I didn't even want to bring attention to it. I was like, like, he even addressed, like, you know, it sounds like I'm making excuses or whatever, but, like, this is just, I can be open and honest with you because, you know, we both wrestle at Oregon State, so, like, we're kind of like brothers, which, for me, like, that was a big deal to hear. Like, I honestly think, like, my relationship with Colby will, like, I don't think it's done with just that podcast. Like, I think we'll, there will be opportunities, like, for us to interact later on in the future, um, yeah, you know, just through MMA and stuff like that. Like I can see that being, you know, like a relationship that, that grows. But anyway, um, so he drops that on my podcast and like a bunch of news sites, like saw it and like picked it up. So like some little sites saw it first. And then like some of the bigger ones, like MMA news and bloody elbow picked it up. And that was like the story was the food poisoning. And so, yeah. um, so yeah, the videos at like 4,500 views right now. Um, I saw there was a clip on somebody's Twitter that had like 50,000 views. Um, wow. so, uh, yeah, it did good. It did better than any of my videos in that amount of time have done. So, um, little, little taste of it, I guess, breaking news. And I think yeah. probably a lot I more. Mean, to hey, I mean, like, look, food poisoning is the real deal or stomach flu or whatever. Like that is the worst thing like I've experienced it, and it's like the worst thing ever having to, go through that because you're just like constantly like when you're uh when you have nothing left in your stomach and you're still throwing up you know it's just it's just horrible yeah and you just feel like death yeah you know? and i can imagine I'm like oh man you want me to fight tomorrow <laughs> well that so that's how it came about was i asked him i was like you know what was the what what was the decision process for not wrestling in the fight like there wasn't a single takedown attempt and both you guys are you know highly accoladed wrestlers and you had talked about you know your wrestling being far superior to his and stuff and he, that's when he shared the story was that, you know, the food poisoning and that he just was like, man, I feel like it's going to just drain my energy like crazy if I try to go into the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he said, you know, and you'll have to go back and listen to it. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but, um, but yeah, he basically said like, you know, that was a big, big factor in why he didn't wrestle. And, uh, and he thinks, you know, he's definitely going to change it the next time they fight. And he's convinced that their fight, that's the next fight. He thinks he's going to get the jump over Masvidal and fight Kamaro. So I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, 
I'll be rooting them on if it is. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm. I look. I'm. I'm just a fan of the sport. I like to see. I like to see good fights. I don't have a, like a favorite fighter or anything. I just yeah. like to see guys just going at it with a with a iron will. It's just. It's did really you cool. see? Did you see their fight? Uh, I think I did. I think I saw. Uh, I saw highlights of it. Yeah, it was a fight of the year contender. Really? Oh, dude, it was so good. No, actually, I think I did see it, and I like. <laughs> I think I did. I, I see so many. Like I watched a lot of fights on YouTube and stuff, but I think I did see it. Yeah. No, it was a good one, man. I mean, yeah. it was one one judge had it three one Colby going into the fifth. One judge had it three one Camaro going into the fifth, and then another judge had it two two. So it's literally all tied up, and that's yeah. exactly like on paper. Like they both like within a year apart. Obviously, same weight. Um, wrestling accolades like. Accolades kind of neutralize each other. Like Kamaro is a D two national champ, and Colby was a D one All American. So like, and Kamaro spent some time at the training center. So like, really that like you don't know. Like that's kind of the question. And then their stand up, like you know, the same record. They're both fifteen and one. The guy that beat Kamaro, Colby beat, and the guy that beat Colby, Kamaro beat. So it's like you could not picture, and you like same reach. Like you could not put on paper a closer like fight. And it, it lived up to it, man. Like, I mean, it was just a matter of like who was going to get that shot at the end, and Kamara was able to to come up. and And if it is true that Colby had food poisoning, um, I I personally like, I think he was telling the truth, but a lot of people don't. And uh, but if it makes for a good story, and it's definitely compelling when you're looking at uh, when you're looking at you know who's going to fight next, or if, you know what you know what I mean, like. It makes for a compelling storyline to get Colby that jump. So, yeah, and I think a lot of people have a hard time understanding this. I mean, you and I, as being in a combat sport of wrestling, it's uh, it's difficult for people outside the sport to understand that you could be like one guy. You could be on top of your game one day, and then literally two days later, be not that same person. Like you're just you're just not as as good. Like some like mentally there, you know, you could something's nagging you here or whatever it's like you're like you're like your skill level like i guess if you're like your stats points as a fighter like just say overall like it could be 99 one day and then the next day it's like 92 you know it's just it's hard to uh, be the best fighter that you can be every single every single day you know and a lot of, like you know incidents like that happen you know where people have uh, food poisoning or just just anything there's just such there's so many variables that go into it you know oh yeah for sure i mean <clears throat> like you know like there will be guys that you kick the crap out of like all the time in the practice room sorry and then like one day like it's not even that they beat you a little bit like they'll just beat the daylights out of you and you're like what's going on what's happening you know it's like nothing's changed like my diet's been the same it's just sometimes you're just sometimes you're able to bring in sometimes you're not you know it's just weird it's yeah a, and that, I mean, dude, that's where, like, the mental side of it comes in because, like, you've got to shut that out. Like, you've got to just be – and that's why I think, like, guys that don't care, like, sometimes have an edge on competition is because they don't, like – they don't care how the practice room goes and they're not, like, affected by any – that's the thing is, like, if you don't care, like, I'm not – I don't think you're as good as you could be, but I definitely think you're better than – like, because you don't deal with, like, the mental struggles as much. Because you don't overthink things, you don't worry, you don't get worked up. You're just like, dude, I don't, I don't care what happens. So like the mental warfare that a lot of guys go in, like that goes on in a lot of guys' head, isn't really affecting you. 
Now, I don't think you can be the best that way, but I definitely think you can be at a high level not caring. Yeah, well, Ben Askren talks about that. He talks about he's you know he's got the two different types of guys. He's got the guy that you talk about like the no care, uh, you know, just goes as, as like a cowboy. He describes him as a cowboy. He's like, yeah, I'm just go out there and I'm I'm just gonna win. I'm gonna do what I do. I'm just go out there and wrestle, you know. And but they don't might not like they might not care as much in the in the practice room. Be a little bit lazy. This is and that. But whenever it's go time to wrestle, they're just like, hey, I'm gonna wrestle and, the, and you're not gonna stop me. And yeah. then there's the guys that work hard and, and cr- like cross uh, cross their T's and dot their I's with all of their training, but sometimes it comes up to the, the mat, to the go time in the map, and that that anxiety or nervousness kind of sets in, and they're not able to maybe perform as well as they should have. And he's talking about that man, if I could just you know if I can get both of those aspects together in in one guy, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, people do that. There are people like that. You know? Yeah. And, no. Yeah. I would yeah. I would definitely put myself in that second category for sure. Like just as an athlete, like I, I mean, I work hard. I, uh, I've been through, you know, obviously being Renfro trained, like we've been through the ringer, um, being at Oregon state, like, <clears throat> dude, I'm the only, there's only two fifth year guys here at Oregon state. And one of them has yeah. a sixth year. So like, like it's a very, and I mean, what, how many fifth year guys are on your team? Uh, none. Like, it is very rare to see somebody commit to five years of college wrestling. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember, so one of the first <clears throat> tournaments of the year, my, it was in Oklahoma, and my mom was able to go. <clears throat> and so in some, in some tournaments, they'll, they'll have two different brackets per weight class, and they'll have the, so, so people that don't know, they'll have like two different brackets at, at, at one weight class, and it'll be a freshman sophomore division, and then the, they'll yeah. call like the the open division where anybody can go in there, and it's usually the upperclassmen. Yeah. And and the 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 freshman sophomore division was uh, had a lot of guys in there at my weight class, and then the one that I was in it had not that many at all. And my mom was like, I don't understand why is there not many guys in your in in, in your bracket. And I had explained to her, it was like because nobody makes it this far, because <laughs> nobody sticks around this long to yeah. be a junior or even a senior. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's really hard. Like the dropout rate for wrestling is I don't know about other sports, but it's just insane. Like I think at, when we were at NEO, like the first year we were there, we lost like something like fourteen guys. Fourteen guys would uh, drop or something like it wasn't. It was something close to that. Like, yeah, first year, right? it was a bunch. We started with like sixty, and we ended up with like I think it was more, man, because we we only had uh, maybe like thirty five. Yeah, I mean, but we started with like close to sixty. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's insane. It's insane. People that just that drop out, like drop on request. You know, they just say, "Okay, I'm done. I quit." Yeah. Want to do this, or or they'll you know make some sort of excuse or something like. Uh, yeah. You know, but I've had that here. You know, we've had guys just like quit and stuff like that. And it's really sad to see. Um, well, man, I wish the best for them, but uh, yeah, it's it's tough. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. Yeah, man, and obviously there's extenuate. I, I think you know at NEO, it's like if you quit, like you're a traitor and all this stuff. And and I do think to some like degree, like you finish the year out, like that's a big deal, like finishing the year out. And that was kind of like where uh, our coaches there drew the line is like you know finish the year out. I only need you till this time. If you don't want to come back or whatever, like there's no shame in that. But you know finish the year out. So it, it is tough, man. I mean there is no. I mean, there is no easy road to being a college wrestler. And and obviously, you know, my career hasn't gone, uh, it hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows. But I will always be able to take pride and be very proud that, um, you know, whatever, whether it was injury, whether it was being a backup or, 
or whatever. I like I stuck it out and I competed to, you know, I I worked as hard as I could for five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something my coach and I, well, my, the assistant coach here, we're talking about, and he's a younger guy. He's like I don't know, twenty six or something. And he was talking about, hey, yeah, he he was a five year guy too. And he was talking about, hey, when he was done, he didn't really think about it too much. But then he was when he started coaching, he saw all the guys that drop out and that quit. And he's like, dang man, like. I, I could take some pride in what I did because hardly anybody makes it all five years, you know, and I, and I could say I did that, and it, it really is tough. Yeah. No, it is tough, man, and I'm really glad, you know, you know, obviously, you know, looking back, I wish this, you know, would have come with some some better accolades and stuff, but, you know, man, like, just this year alone, like, I've seen four of my teammates give their life to Christ. And like, mm-hmm. even if one of those conversations and decisions happens, like it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. and so like to, the fact that it's been four just on my team alone, like, Hey man, I'll, I'll never understand like, you know, you know, why things, you know, turn out the way they do, but man, I can always, um, you know, I, I, I do, there's just something more going on, you know, there's a bigger purpose for uh for what we do and we don't always understand why certain outcomes happen the way they do but uh but god's definitely got a plan and man seeing seeing the uh the outcome of that plan has been has been pretty cool especially here just seeing a culture be completely turned upside down like i mean we have like literally one out of ten athletes come to our uh our small group a week like out of 500 athletes like one out of ten of them are at our small group every week which is crazy yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's something powerful to know that that uh, God is moving through people's lives, and I think that's we we sometimes we forget because we're so concerned about our goals and what we want to do, and that's not even just that's not even just athletes, you know, that's like that's everyday people. We're so concerned about this, this, and that, and all of these uh, regular day to day priorities, but forget about the uh, the the priority, the main one, the God, yeah. you know, your relationship with God, and and how how he is working through you to affect other people's lives. And I think that's something to pay attention to. It's something to pay attention to, how he's working through us to affect other people. Yeah. And it's tough, too, because it's like we, we set personal goals, and sometimes they don't go the way we want, or we get injured or whatever. Like, my brother's dealing with that right now. Like, he just had surgery. And, um, you know, I mean, he's, I think he's going to be fine with the recovery and stuff. But, like, like dude, you have no clue what's going to happen. Like, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think when you have a mindset of, and I think this helps you compete better too, because it's more freeing. Like you're not stressed out about things and you understand, like, um, you understand like where, where your value and worth come from as opposed to sport. But like knowing that, you know, like there's a much deeper, like if we could see like what was actually going on, like we wouldn't be too concerned with whether or not we won a national title or made a starting spot, you know? Like, we would just be, like, like if we could see, like, the actual importance of certain decisions and certain outcomes, like, we would we would be less concerned with them. You know what I mean? You know, like, we would still, yeah. we would still do them, but we would, so that's something I've actually been praying a lot about is, like, I, I pray that I could understand and see, like, what's really important and not just be, like, blinded by what is going on now, but actually, like, what what does this affect and and how important is it that it is affecting it yeah it's it's i think it's good to get a healthy perspective 
on things and, and realizing that your identity is not in all the all these different titles and jobs and like your identity is not a wrestler or a musician or uh, you know an accountant or any of these things, but your identity is through your creator. Yeah. You know, you know, it's like that saying, "I, I am what you say I am." And that's that's that brings you peace. I feel like a little bit bring gives you a little bit of kind of comfort on your heart, a little bit, a little bit of soul. Yeah. Well, think about this. Like, you can't put your you can't put your identity in something that can be taken away from you. Mm, yeah. What's the mm. one thing that can't be taken away from you? A relationship with God. Like, if yeah. you put your identity in family, like, I mean, I'm sorry, but like that could be taken away from you. If you put your identity in people's perception of you like that's going to change like if you put your identity in money or wealth or power like that can go like that if you put your identity in like anything other than god like it can fade and it will fade Mm -hmm. yeah god is the only thing that is eternal it's the only thing that is never going to be tarnished never and that's something that we can't we can't understand at all in our in our little puny brains and that's okay that we can't understand. That's why there's that concept of faith. And if everything was if everything was there out in front of us, and if it was just uh, a lot of people that are non-believers, they say, "Okay, show me, and I'll believe." You're like, "Show me that you're here, and I'll and I'll believe, and show me X, Y, and Z." But they're missing the point. The point of it, it there is there is something that I can't even understand about this concept of the leap of faith, diving into the unknown and saying. I, like there, it is not. There is no going to be. A, there's not going to be a definite answer of yes, this is real or not real. It's you just have to trust it. You have to trust God. You have to take that leap, and that is that's that is still such a powerful concept that I am barely just be. I'm only just beginning to scratch the surface on how deep that really goes. You know that concept of the leap of faith. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's just where like trust comes in, and. Uh... Yeah, man, usually you don't, uh, it's very seldom that you see any type of evidence or proof until after you put that, you know, that trust in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I mean, it's literally like if you were about to take a leap of faith, like if you are about to leap off something and you weren't sure, like, whether or not you were going to hit the ground or, or fly, like, there's not going to be a lot of evidence to the fact that you're going to be okay until after you do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's where the term leap of faith comes from. It's like, there's, there's no evidence before it. Like it's, it's gotta be after it. And obviously, you know, that's kind of a extreme example, but it definitely encompasses what we're talking about. And God does show up before people become Christians. And he definitely does, um, you know, reveal himself in different ways to certain people. Um, but a lot of times, yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, usually, you know, you're not gonna be able to you're not going to be able to reproduce it in a lab most of the time. You know, you're not going to be able to prove things empirically, yeah. you know. And that's something that I've I was listening to some somebody talk in a lecture about that and he was talking about how uh, Christianity kind of uh, disciplined the European mindset for because Christianity was a dominant religion in Europe for mm-hmm. a thousand years, 2000 years whatever and uh, it disciplined the European mindset to have the highest virtue as truth and being true seeking the truth and what is the truth. And that led to the rise of enlightenment and rationality and this, and all the sciences getting, getting better. And those, those were all facilitated by the church. 
and people started looking so much for the truth and they they got they adapted adopted that rationality mindset which is a very good thing but they started to see okay seeing is believing you have to be able to prove this empirically repeated in a lab and, and and do these experiments and all this and that and so they abandoned the faith because they cannot reproduce it there and and that led to some really bad things because a lot of people they say oh man if this means that if my faith is lost, if that there is no, if my 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 religion is is worthless, I mean, it's lost, and all all then all the values go away with it. A lot of people dropped all the Judeo-Christian values, and they were left with basically two options. And one was nihilism, which is belief in nothing, and nothing matters at all. Or they would just cling on to the 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 next best. Uh, their their idea of the next best thing of some sort of ideology, whether that was being a Nazi or the Soviet Union or Maoist China, and they want to create their own values rather than relying on the values of God. And when you look at what happens in the Soviet Union mm -hmm. and, and Hitler's Nazis and the Maoist China, hundreds of millions of people died uh, unreasonably. They died with just horrible deaths. And because the fact that people were trying to create their own values rather than uh, go along with God's values. And that was something I thought was super interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's just historically, too. Like, I mean, you, you gave some great examples there. But, like, when a society almost, like, we're starting to see it here in America. And I don't know why people don't understand. Like, every great society that's ever, you know, and not necessarily great as in, like, you know, conduct, but great as in number and as in like flourishment, like with science and stuff like that, they're all gone, man. Like they've all like Rome, like destroyed, you know, the Greeks destroyed by Rome. And, you know, uh, and you mentioned like the Soviet Union, like every society that's been established in the past, like has been somewhat like almost imploded in of itself. Um, and it just, it's like it all, I think it all seems to go back to like, the Tower of Babel, like that's kind of like the story that encompasses it all. Mm -hmm. Like people distanced themselves from God, but like wanted to make advancements and like wanted to like grow their own wealth and like their own society and everything. And then it just like it implodes on itself. And we get to a point like we're starting to get to a point now in, in the United States where we're overprivileged and you know we have all these things and, you know, we've we've distanced ourselves from God. And so the morality has gone out the window. We're seeing snowball effect after snowball effect. You know, we're seeing certain issues become way bigger than they are. We're seeing the media turn on itself. It's, it's not a good thing, man. And it's, it's gonna, I mean, it's all going to blow up soon for sure. And soon doesn't necessarily have to be relative to a lifetime, but it, you know, just within the grand scheme of, you know, America is not going to be, in my opinion, I don't think America is going to be a country in two, three hundred years. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what 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 the future holds. I like to be I like to be optimistic because why not? You know, <laughs> and you know, like optimistic or realistic, pessimistic. You know, whatever you want to call it. I like to be a little bit more optimistic. I I think I think. Yeah, there's we're in a weird time in America where people feel divided, and maybe that's. Maybe I I think a little bit of the media kind of plays into that sometimes uh, and and really likes to divide us. But I, shoot, what do I know? I don't know. It's a, it's a weird time to be a rent. That's for sure. It's definitely weird. 
Well, to answer your question, nothing. You don't know anything. You're stupid. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> what were we... Dude, I don't know why. I don't know why, but it, I, if you, it, is it like this for you? But whenever I look at you on Skype, it is way behind. Well, I think you're always just kind of behind. So I think honestly, uh, I think, no, you're you're not behind on my end. I think I'm. I think uh, I think it's your connection. Yeah. No. Oh, it's my connection. How, how do you know it's not your connection? I have full bars. How many bars do you have? Why, uh, I got full bars too. What's up? Has there been a moment in this entire podcast where my sound has cut out on your end? Yeah, that was because I was messing with my microphone. Has, has, answer the question. Answer the question. Yes or no? Yeah, but that was different. No. Cooler. <laughs> You're so dumb, bro. <laughs> uh. Dude, speaking of politics, though, speaking of politics, oh, and I no. know it's so obnoxious when people talk about their dreams, but I got to say this. I had a dream last night. I don't know what I was doing. But I get a phone call in my dream. I pick up the phone, and guess who it is? Was it? Bernie freaking Sanders. Bernie Sanders calls me on the phone. And I'm like, dude, what's up, man? How you doing? He's like, oh, man, I'm good, Gus. I just wanted to call you and see how you were doing. You know, I just want to see how you're doing. And I'm like, man, I'm I'm doing fine. You know, I I really appreciate you calling me, Bernie. Oh, no. Connection's lost. Anyway, continue. We cut out there for a second. Sorry. Yeah, Bernie Sanders called me on the phone, and he just wanted to see how I was doing. And I really appreciated that. I think he's a good – he seems like a good man now. From your dream? Uh, to me. And I think I, might, I think I might just vote for him now because he called me. In a dream. <laughs> to see how I was doing. He didn't, want any, he, didn't, he didn't want it for the votes. He didn't want it for the votes. He was just genuinely concerned about how my day was going, how my life was going, and I, I appreciated that. What prompted this dream? This is so stupid. Oh, I don't know. Dreams are unconscious. It's not like I, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna dream about Bernie Sanders tonight. <laughs> That's <laughs> super weird. God bless him. Oh my gosh, God bless Bernie Sanders. Um, oh, jeez, man, I had a football story that I wanted to tell. Do you have any more stories? Football. Your stories have been good, man. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I just live an interesting life, man. It's wild. It's not the, it might not be the most fun life, but hey, man, it's, it's. It's, it's worth telling. Uh, but I'm alive, so... I'm alive. I'm here somehow. Um, all right, I'll tell my football story because I made a note of it. If you have anything okay. funny or any points you want to bring up while I'm telling this story, please do. I come to these completely unprepared, by the way. I come to these podcasts completely unprepared. Uh, uh, just, just who I am. Oh, oh, I know what I got to say. Okay, before I get... I got the football story written down, so we're good. That's an ace I got up my sleeve. Uh, I just forgot my other thing I was going to mention. But anyway, uh, so, dude, somebody somebody commented on my Colby video. First of all, there was a lot of comments. Like, I got over, like, 100 comments on my video. Uh, there was a ton. But uh, somebody, No big deal. No big deal. Click-through rate, baby. YouTube, promote me. Let's get it done. A um, thousand subscribers, if you guys haven't yet. Christian Robertson on YouTube. Uh, so, anyway, this dude, he comments. I, I can't remember the whole comment. Or I remember the whole comment, but I'm paraphrasing. But he goes, uh, he goes. This interview, actually, I might be quoting it. He goes, this interview is so bad. Colby is good at talking about uh, politics, UFC, and other things. Um, and then, what does he say? He goes like, uh, this interviewer did not do the best job, or did a horrible job bringing. And he goes, D, best, out. D of 
So literally one word, out D of them. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, I'm like, bro, if you're going to roast somebody in the comment section, one, have some subscribers, and two, don't make grammatical errors like that. I mean, goodness. Out D of Well, them. dude, you know the comment section on YouTube is like parasite central. Oh, people dude. that have literally nothing better to do that just makes somebody else feel worse about themselves. Oh, yeah. No. But so I, I commented back because it didn't offend me in any oh. way. I was like, this is – Oh, ho- it didn't offend you, but you got so worked up about it you wanted to comment back and tell no, it no, on no, the no. podcast. <laughs> no, because it's a funny story because what I'm about to say next oh. is really funny. Oh. Um, I, I literally – I laughed. I was like, bro, this is hilarious. I'm not lying either. I'm being that serious. I laughed. Oh. I thought it was funny. It did not hurt me. He is Christian Robertson has a healthy self-esteem, folks. If okay. somebody came up You're to me right now, if somebody came up to me right now, they're like, bro, are you losing weight? Like, I would be like, golly, it would ruin my week. Not my day, <laughs> not my hour. Like, a hundred more people could come up to me and be like, bro, you're looking jacked. And I'd be like, dude, shut up, man. Like, I know the truth. Like, Guys, the- Christian Robertson is weighing <laughs> 220 pounds right now. Okay, first of all, I'm He's not. not I'm not. I weigh 240. I weigh 240. Oh, you see your arms are looking a little bit bigger. I mean, they don't look like they belong to a 12-year-old boy anymore. Uh, you see good. that steel over there? Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, ah. so my response. My response to this guy. So he says all that. He has his typos. Whatever. You know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. <clears throat> Maybe he didn't speak English. Yeah. Maybe he had to Maybe Google Translate did. it. Anyway, I, I respond. I'm like, I, I just go, thanks. I really appreciate it, man. <laughs> like, it was such a defeated comment. <laughs> like, thanks for the support. Appreciate it. <laughs> like, thanks, bro. I don't have anything to live for channel. now. Yeah, I went and responded to everybody, even the people that responded negatively. I was like, hey, uh, I do a lot more interviews too, so if you want to go subscribe and hit the bell, that'd be great. <laughs> What'd you say? Have a blessed day. Yeah, have a great day. Somebody commented with Psalm 144.1. Like, they literally commented the entire Bible verse. Did they like, really? Yeah, I was like, cool, man. I don't know how this had anything to do with what... I mean, I guess it kind of did, but I appreciate it. I love yeah. Bible verses. Speaking of, we're going to get into a, one Bible verse real quick because I forgot to start the day off <clears throat> with a Bible verse. Oh my gosh, you are horrible. It's okay. I'm here to make up for lack of ability and your poor interviewing skills. Anyway, I'm not interviewing you. We're having a conversation. Have you noticed? I know. I, the only uh, time we've talked the last few weeks has been when we've we've had our podcast. I know because I don't want because I've had just enough of you doing these, and I'm like, gosh, I hope I don't talk to that guy again until next week. Oh no, I lost the verse of the day. It was literally right here. Remember? Oh, the verse. They said the purse of the day. So you know what's super weird is before you came out here, we talked a lot more. Remember yeah, we were I know, talking I like hated you back three times a week, and then you come out and visit me for a month, and I didn't talk to you for like two months after that. Oh, I know. It's like, I've had, I've had <laughs> enough of Because we, we ticked each other off so much on that trip. Dude, do you, like remember, you remember at the airport? I almost killed the, you and Carlos at the airport. Oh, that was so funny. It wasn't funny. Oh. I was so mad. My parents were like yelling at me, like, come pick us up over here. I'm like, I'm trying. And we like paid five bucks to get in a parking garage. And I'm like, literally like, Gus, Carlos, I'm not in a good mood right now. I'm trying to figure this out. Please, like, just... 
just yeah. refrain and, from and tell them how, how tell them how we responded. Tell them how we responded. I, and I'll tell them how we responded. We so, just laughed at him. Bro, <laughs> we just laughed at him. I hope, Gus, I'm not kidding you. I have not been so close to fighting somebody. Actually, that's not true. I was close to. I've I've almost fought a couple people, but that was probably the closest I've been to fighting somebody in a long time. I was about to be like, I had to refrain myself because I was so upset with you guys. I was like, bro, I was oh, I was so pissed that you've never made me more mad in my life than that. It was a good time. I almost I, yeah, left what was you. I, doing again? I was this what close. Was what were we doing again? <laughs> you guys were just laughing at me for no reason. <laughs> You guys are laughing at me, Bob. They won't leave me alone. You're just laughing at me. I was like, all I'm trying to do, all literally all I was trying to do was try to pick up my parents and have a stress-free environment. And it was it was like Saturday night at at LAX, so it's like packed. I don't even remember what day it was. And then I got two knuckleheads like laughing and goofing around and then <clears throat> making fun of me. And it was it was awful. Like I and I'm literally like, I, I was so polite too, Gus. I was so polite. I was like, hey, so, can you, like I had to oh, control dude. myself. I was like, can you guys, can you guys just please, like, I'm, dude, I'm not in the mood. Known, you, you know me, you know me and Carlos, that there was no way you were coming out of that situation. <laughs> there was no way you're coming out of that, out of that unscathed. Maybe we we're going to just, you know me. I'm gonna laugh at that. There's no way I could take that kind of thing seriously. I'm literally, I'm literally sitting there. We're walking through the airport, like not even the airport. We're walking through the parking garage, which should be careful. But anyway, we're walking through the parking garage, and I'm like, I'm ticked, man. Like I'm mad at my parents. Gus and Carlos have been laughing this whole time. They're enjoying themselves at my peril. Like I just, I just paid like five bucks to park that I didn't need to do. I took like two wrong turns, and I turn around, and they're both behind me. And I'm like, I'm like, can you guys please, just for like a minute, just please stop. Like, I'm stressed out. I'm not in the mood. Like, and then I turn around and I just hear two jerk offs go, and they start laughing. And then I was like, what the? And I turn around and they both just scatter and run off. Oh, I was, I was, I, was, I turned around, dude. I was so close to punching you in the face. Oh man, that would have been that would have made my day. Almost my left. Day was- I called my mom. I called my mom. So this is how broken I was. Twenty two years of age. I called my mom in the middle of a parking garage in the airport. I'm like, Mom, I'm so mad. Oh, Gus, Gus and Carlos, like I'm gonna leave them in the airport. I'm about to fight Gus in the middle of this parking garage. She's like, Christian, you can't fight your best friend in the parking garage. I was like, I'm going to. Like I'm. I don't need. You guys are making me mad. Uh, it was so bad. It yeah, was, your mom's probably like, if anything, we're going to leave you, Christian, and not, not Gus. Cause we, I was like, we, oh, we like oh I'm getting left. I have the car. I was in the car. I left you guys. And then, and then for some reason, I couldn't get a hold of you guys after that. And so I had to circle around the parking garage a couple of times to find you. Oh, I, yeah, we were like, oh, dude, where where barbell go? Because didn't you leave your yeah, phones yeah, in the right. car? Oh, dude, but, you know, Carlos and I are such good people, persons, that we could have just made friends at LAX. And we probably could have, like, you know, met P. Diddy or something. And he would have just gave us a ride and, you know, let us stay at some five-star hotel or something. I don't know. Uh, P. Diddy Diddy seems like a nice guy. I feel like it would be a great time to segue into this Bible verse that should have been an hour and a half ago. Such a great time. We're only, uh, yeah, an hour, three minutes and 54 seconds. 
Anyway, the Bible verse, guys, is 1 John 2.15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Ooh, that's powerful. That's why I hate you, Gus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I am in the world, man. I'm a three-dimensional being. It's, it's tough, you know. <laughs> anyway, I was, uh, was going to tell my football story. So, so this kind of goes into the B team stuff we were talking about earlier. But there was this guy. That, <laughs> so like, when you first start, like people like you, you can try out for whatever position you want in like high school and junior high, like, and they'll just place you where they need you or where they want you or you're more suited. Well, we had this guy named George. He actually wrestled, um, but uh, he was clearly a lineman. Like there was no, there was no like. Stretch the imagination that put him anywhere. Heavy, heavier set fella. Yeah, there was no stretch of the imagination that put him anywhere but line. And he was just not like. Anyway, so first day of practice, he he's in the quarterback line. <laughs> Bro, he makes one mistake his first try, literally like the snap, and he missed it. I remember his face, bro. He like went hey, to, you just say he, you just he say went to he yeah, went to turn, and the guy went the other way, like the right way. And he went the wrong way. <laughs> Coach literally grabs him by the shirt. He's like, "Go, D line, go, go, offensive <laughs> line, go." Like other people made mistakes, and they did not get like the same. Like they were allowed to stay in the position, but he's like, "Get out, get the hell out of here." Oh man, they were like, "Who is this idiot thinking he could be a quarterback?" It was so. I remember it was so funny because I think like a lot was riding on it for him. He was like, "Okay, I know I got one shot here. (laughs) I only got one opportunity." Yeah, he's probably yeah he's playing that Eminem song in his head. (laughs) You only got one shot, not Mr. Chan, and he missed it, bro. He missed it so bad. He turns the wrong way. Everyone went the other way, and he's like, "Dang it!" And he just gets grabbed by the face mask, and he's like, "Get over there on offensive line." Oh man. An offensive line, the tryouts for those was like 50 yards away, so I think he burned some calories there too. A couple calories, yeah. Bro, it was so oh, funny. I will never forget that. It was yeah. so funny. He just – just his face when he turned around and the guy that he was supposed to hand the ball off to was the other way. <laughs> he was like, oh, oh. They were like, bro, I swear the play wasn't even over before the coach jumped. It was like, get out of here. All right, that's it. I've seen it now. You can go now. <coughs> Dang, I got the coughs today. Oh, yeah, look at us just laughing at other people's failures. I'm sure he's doing good, right? You know? Uh, he's doing okay. I think he subscribed to my YouTube channel. So I mean, who hasn't by this, by now, right? Who hasn't? 610 who's last night. Look. Who's, who's left? North Korea? They're the only ones that haven't subscribed, right? Nah, I, got, I got a couple of them. Yeah. Oh, oh, you stuck a couple in there, huh? I saw the other day, I was like, I, I, or not the other day, but like some of my listeners, like there was a bunch from like Australia. I was like, Australia? Who the heck is listening to me from Australia? Hey, Crocky. Crocodile Dundee. Crocky me, I'm. <laughs> We're so dumb. I, I don't know where to take this podcast at this point. I don't know either, but it's been fun though. Our <laughs> listeners, I, I mean... I enjoy it, man, because I think this is going to grow. I think, um, I mean, it has been growing. Our, uh, but obviously, like, you know, me continuing to do the big guests and having other people on and sharing it and stuff like that, like, that's going to grow it. And um, 
dude, I enjoy it, man. And I think you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be out here in person one of these days to uh, to do it. I just I just like talking to my bud. You know, it's cool. Uh, I mean, I think conversations, good conversations with people that you're close to, are really important. And that's that's no that's no BS. That's that's real deal. I think that's really good for the soul is having just good conversations with people that are that you like a lot. You know. Yeah, and I think too, like people within the faith. I mean, because a lot of my listeners are Christians. People within the faith, like just hearing like real open, honest conversation of like not necessarily like a pastor or like people that um like have a crazy ton of life experience, but guys that are going through it, you know. Yeah, we're just regular guys, you know. We're just co- guys that are, you know, almost done with college and, you know, just that play that play of sports and you know, we're just some regular guys, but we're just trying to be try trying to be be a little bit better, you know, trying to do yeah. the right thing, trying to do the godly thing. Yeah. Well, we we, that's the thing. We don't always end up doing that, you know. We make mistakes. Yeah. We're human. Well, and I think too we live in such an age where you can impact people um like anybody can impact more people than they could have in the past. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. obviously we impact the people in our locker room and that doesn't go away. But like now just pressing record and having our weekly conversation like has become something that people could literally like possibly benefit from. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've had people text me and DM me like um, just from listening to my podcast, like, you know, like just crazy. I'm not going to obviously get into some of the testimonies and stuff, but like just crazy things. Um, like people from across the country that have listened to it and been like, Hey, like, you know, I listened to it. Like, I don't necessarily know everything, but like that's led to a deeper conversation and it's been really cool, mm-hmm. man. And if it impacts one person, I'm happy with that. Be all right with that. Yeah, man. That's so, super cool. So it's fun, but well, be man. honest. Are you, are you moving to Portland, Oregon? Yeah. We talked about this. I got my, my tickets for May 17th. Wait, did you get did you get tickets to the other thing? What other thing? Don't say Gun it. Gun show. <laughs> Dang it. I knew you were going to say it. As soon as I said one ticket, I was like, no. No, <laughs> take it back. I got you, bro. Oh. oh. Shit, the complimented me earlier, baby. Yeah, I said they don't look like a 12-year-old's arms anymore. They look like more like a kid that just reached puberty, maybe 13, you know, 14, still on the still on the black team, the B team. You know, I figured I figured out why my my the rest of my body is uh oh my gosh. I figured out why my arms are disproportionately small. I can't wait to hear this answer. They're more aerodynamic. Look, God made me this way. He's like, "You know what, Christian? You're going to have a career in throwing punches." Right? Look at some of the best punchers in the world. They don't have huge arms. So these things, man, they get into small crevices, you know, they get through. They you know, I got big hands, but boom, boom, boom. You start hitting guys, man, you go through their hands like small arms. Big arms can't do that. Oh yeah, so are you are you gonna start shaving your armpits too to make you more aerodynamic when you fight? Already did, baby. No, I'm just kidding. Oh I, I haven't shaved my armpits in a while. No. Uh, I've never shaved my armpits and I'm proud to say that. You know, I've I've just realized people do not know what you look like. That's and that's a problem. Probably, that's a problem. So if you want to know what Gus Boyd looks like, go follow him on Instagram, at Caesar Augustus 4. Is that right? 04? If you want to know what Gus Boyd looks like, just go to, uh, you know that, that show called Planet Earth? 
planet Earth, and that one they have on the safari, you know, uh, where they have the lions and tigers. Yeah, go look at one of those lions hunting a gazelle, and that's that's Gus Boyd with the beautiful mane, just doing just doing nature. Okay, you know, just and if you want to see Gus Boyd, that's all you gotta do. Doing nature. That was that came out wrong. I love how you phrased that. I think that was great. That was a good piece of theater right there. You okay. want to see Gus Boy just doing nature? <laughs> that's that's it right there. Oh golly, you are you are something else. You know that? Okay. Well, we were, you were you were gonna say something to end this podcast. I feel like, and I interrupted you, and for that I'm no, sorry. No, I was gonna say. I would want to stay on this podcast, but I've got just – I got things to do, you know. I got to clip my toenails. All right, guys. That's it for today. Happy Monday. Love all you guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you have not yet, go subscribe to my YouTube channel, Christian Robertson. Follow us on Instagram. And uh, God bless you guys. But I think we're done here. Uh, God bless. No, I say I think we're done here. That's the end of it. You don't say anything. Think we're done here. God bless. No, stop. Stop. Don't do that. Get out of here. Don't forget to follow me. Get out of here, little rascal. At uh, animalplanet.com slash doing animal planet. (laughs) God bless. I think we're done here. No, stop. You're done. You're done. No, I think we're done here. (laughs) I am proud of you. I think we're done here. Bye. Huh?